just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, why the NFL is truly the Never Forget Your Leverage League. Bomani Jones has a new TV show. Don't miss it. It gonna be gone soon. What is fair in the game of golf? Plus, Aaron Judge is now the latest vaccine heretic to be burned at the stake. Your 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Wednesday, March 16, 2022. Thank you for downloading can you tell I'm struggling just a bit with these live opens, trying to stick the perfect 25-second window to that Tony Romo bite? I might have to do something else with that to sort of fit it in. I'm a, trying a new way of doing the podcast, which is to do it live in one take with all the ins and outs, so there's zero editing after I'm done. It takes more prep time, uh, so it's probably about the same amount of time, but I don't know. I'm thinking this might be a little bit easier, a little bit less of a hassle. We shall see. Hey, let's get to the fucking, shall we? We start cut number one of a scheduled 10-cut album today. The National Leverage League. Aaron Rodgers got his deal official on Tuesday. Three years, $150 million. Only the first two are guaranteed at signing. The third year, well, we'll see about that. If Rodgers doesn't play beyond the next two years, that'd be 2022 and 2023, the Cappers, the, the Cappers, the Packers would be facing, see, I would have edited that out if I was doing any, any editing, but I'm not. So uh, the Packers would have faced or would face, see, I'd take that out too. The Packers would face, a $68 million dead cap hit if he were to either retire after two more years or the team would get sick of him and cut him or not pay that third year at $50 million after 2023. But it's not really that because, according to all the reports I read, they can tack on additional phony years that basically spreads out the cost on a credit card further into the future so that his dead cap would be closer to $27 million, which in three years from now, with all these international games and more media rights coming in, who knows how high the salary cap will be at that time. So I don't think it's any kind of doomsday scenario. But yeah, $50 million per makes him on an AAV for the next three years, the highest paid quarterback in the game of football. Did you think he was not going to tickle that mark? Of course, back-to-back league MVP. And yes, we know about the playoff disappointments. But here's the thing. He got his deal because he bore down and said, oh, 
you're going to draft Jordan Love, are you? Because you think I'm about done, huh? Because you don't trust or believe in me, eh? Well, it was like Leslie Chow coming out of the back of the trunk in the movie Hangover. What was that? It's in the trunk. Duck's in the trunk! Oh, trunk. Oh, holy shit. shit! Shit! Holy shit! Open it! Open okay. it! Open okay. it! I love the sound effects. I'm with you, I'm with you! So you gonna fuck on me? Nobody's gonna fuck on you! We're on your side! I hate Godzilla! I hate him too! I hate him! He's destroying cities! Please! This isn't your fault. I, I'll get you some pants. Go! What the fuck was that? Yeah, that's uh, that's Goody and Rust Ball and Brian Murphy. Brian Murphy, um, that would be uh, Mike Mike Murphy. See, now I'm I'm choking on this podcast here. Uh, it would be the Packers. President Mark Murphy. Thank you very much on that. Yeah, um, you want to fuck on me and draft Jordan Love and not tell me about it? When I've been saying publicly I want to play till 40, I want to retire a Packer? Oh, okay. All right, well, let me just jump out of the back of this trunk with this crowbar and go crazy on you for two years with back-to-back MVP. Let's go! Whoa! I'm with you, I'm with you! You gonna fuck on me? Nobody's going to fuck on you. We're on your side. I hate Godzilla. (laughs) So what do they do with Jordan Love now? I don't know. But I know this. I respect somebody who can pull off the long game. Somebody who can say, okay, I'm pissed now, and I'm going to show them exactly how good I am. And I know the Rodgers haters will bring up all the usual arguments and they'll bring up the failures in the playoffs and people will bitch and moan, I just want to win a Super Bowl. I win a Super Bowl. You know, (laughs) he gives you the best chance to win the Super Bowl next year and the year after that and almost certainly for a third year after that, even in declining age and perhaps vitality. Because he's that damn good. And the Super Bowl is not a guarantee. It's not a birthright, even though Packer fans think sometimes it is. It's a lot of fucking luck. And you have to admit that. Rodgers pulled it off. Almost like the great scene in Breaking Bad when Gus Fring got blown clear out of his hotel, his hotel, his hospital room. Uh, well, not his hospital room. See, I'm messing up all over the place. These live podcasts, they make me nervous now. See, I can't just talk. I'm like, oh, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake. You made a mistake. Uh, when Gus Fring got his face blown off by Walter White, uh, by Uncle, it was Tuco's uncle. I forget exactly his uh, character's name with the bell and the wheelchair. I know I'm spoiling it for those who have not watched the series, but honestly, you've been given 10 years to do it. So I, I don't really know what to say. He basically said, I won. Jesus, Walt, the news here. Gus Fring is dead. He was blown up along with some person from some Mexican cartel, and the DEA has no idea what to make of it. Do you know about this? Walt, I need you to... It's over. We're safe. Was this you? What happened? I won. (laughs) So damn good. Cut number two. Devontae Adams gonna get paid. The top wide receiver on a annual basis right now in the NFL is DeAndre Hopkins. He signed a two-year deal uh, that pays him, I think, 40, or no, excuse me, $28 million, 27, 28, something like that. I'm at spot rack right here under uh, NFL salary rankings. 
And they've got drop-down menus for what year, position. You can go guarantee. You can go average. You can go guarantee at signing. Dead money, contract length, contract value, signing bonus. A bunch of different metrics. But basically, he's the number one paid wide receiver in the league. Now, Julio Jones signed a big-ass deal with Tennessee, and he has been a disappointment, to be sure. Uh, Michael Thomas, same boat because he was injured last year. And then you got guys like Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, uh, Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs. You also have the only wide receiver yet to have been reported on having had a uh, a new contract in, a, in the free agency this uh, period, and that is Christian Kirk. Uh, the former number three receiver in Arizona has now gotten paid handsomely to the tune of three years, I think $74 million, or he will when it begins, Christian Kirk, uh, with Jacksonville, just throwing money out the window. Four years, $72 million, AAV of 18, total guaranteed $37 million. If you don't think that Devontae Adams is not just asking for 30 a year and isn't going to get 30 a year, you're crazy. Now, it's going to be harder to get because of this franchise tag, which I want to get to here. The franchise tag remains the most devastating weapon the owners have against the players. It is a one-year surprise extension that they can put on any player, on any team, at any time. And they can do it again after that for very little penalty in the big scheme of things. Yes, there's escalators that take it up you know, 20% after that, and you can only do it two times in a row, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Bottom line is this. The NFL is a league in which deals for other players get comped off of the high man. So you want, at every position, the best players signing the biggest deals because it's a balloon that lifts everybody up. The Christian Kirks of the world get these insane deals like four for 72 because... Jacksonville says, well, we've got the money. We've got to spend it somewhere. And hey, $18 million a year is not that bad, I mean, compared to some of the other guys. But they're not worth it. They're just guys. Devontae Adams is special. Top two, not two, as the saying goes. But the franchise tag is there, and the players didn't go after it the last time they had a chance. I screamed that to the on the rooftop. I wasn't on a rooftop. I screamed that on my radio show, on my podcast. I said, this thing is killing you guys. And the thinking was, well, it only affects a couple guys a year, which is true. There's only like nine or ten guys that get hit with the franchise tag. But it doesn't matter because it could hit anybody. The franchise tag serves to whack the top potential free agents over the head and to put them in a bag at just the right time to keep salaries from getting out of hand. Imagine if every NFL player could simply walk out the door, guaranteed, no franchise tag, no transition tag, into free agency after, say, four years. Now, currently, first-round picks, it's five years of control the team has. But let's say it was four. It's four if you're second round or beyond. Let's say the union really dug in hard, and they said no. You get three years of control, then we want absolute free agency, no tags, no nothing. Of course, the owners would revolt, and they would dig in and say, well, then we're no, no way that's going to happen. That's how you know you're over the target, as they say. And for those that say, well, you know, Zabe, the salary cap is a real thing, and it's a hard cap, and you would have the total amount of money, whether it's spent on one or two or three or four or five or ten guys at the higher end, or everyone else more equitably, the Christian Kirks of the world, it's going to be basically the same amount of money spent on the players. Well, yes and no. Remember, there's no salary floor in the NFL, and a number of teams ride well under what is the cap on any given year. And routinely, teams will pay off bad contracts into the future. So the cap in one year might be, say, a $208 million, like it is right now. Bad contract player A, who's since been cut, or maybe in the case of Drew Brees, has retired with a very high dead cap money, gets a new fake deal that's like a credit card to pay him off years into the future. And those years are always going to be higher because the cap keeps rising. So you're essentially getting players' money that is future money 
in the current year or guaranteed, which is great if you're the players, but they, I don't know if they'll ever get rid of the salary, uh, the franchise tag. If it was me, I'd be banging the drum for it, even if I wasn't a guy that had any chance of getting hit with it because the only power, the only leverage is to be able to walk out the door. And I also think that this system would prompt a good number of four, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round draft picks to get more money sooner, say in their second year, rather than later because, again, you don't have as much control into the future. Alfred Morris had great statistical years his first two seasons in Washington as a running back. Now, a lot of that was kind of fool's gold because they were running Robert Griffin III on zone read stuff, and, you know, Albert was just tearing it up. Albert, Alfred. It's another mistake I'll take out in post-editing. You're not taking anything out. Anyhow, he ended up under four years of control because he was like a sixth-round pick at an absurdly low amount of money. And then by the time the four years were over and Griffin had torn up his knee and uh, the Shanahai were gone, guess what? They're like, yeah, you know, Alfred, you're a nice guy, hard worker, but we're going to let you go. He got some money, I think, from Dallas after that, but it wasn't nearly as much as he would have if he wasn't under control for as long as he was. Cut four. Man, that is loud right there. I better take that down. Uh, Forget Kirk, Chase Daniel is the king scrub of NFL QBs. Chase Daniel quietly inked a one-year, $2.5 million deal with the San Diego, oops, L.A. Chargers. And he's a guy that they pray they never have to use. The five foot. 11 if he's an inch tall don't you dare sell me that he's six foot 218 I looked it up today he's not six foot I remember in camp he was in camp with Washington back in 2010 didn't make the team ended up on the Saints roster that year and I'm like dude who is that tiny guy there is that one of our kickers is that oh what that's that that's Chase Daniel out of Missouri wow by the way it's a Chase Daniel to Chase Daniels. Let me look it up here real quick since I'm making so many. No, it's Daniel with, with an L. Should have trusted myself. Let's keep going. Anyway, Chase Daniel, who is just shrimpy McBackup, has now guaranteed himself $38 million over his 12-year career. A guy teams pray they never have to use. He is three and five, or excuse me, two and three as a starter. Five starts in 12 years. That makes him $7.6 million per start. And he has eight career touchdowns. That would be $4.7 million per touchdown for Chase Daniel. Rodgers, by comparison, while he has made $263 million over 17 years and is due to make $150 million more, has at least thrown 449 touchdowns. That comes out to $585,000 per touchdown, a relative bargain. And he's made 206 starts, which is also a bargain at $1.2 million per start, unlike Chase Daniel. Cut number four. There you go. That's better. Aaron Judge is a witch. Burn him. He's the latest in the vaccine crosshairs because, oh, look here. The New York Yankees are now going to have to abide by New York City's insane vaccine private employer mandate. We are living in an age of stunning ignorance right now. Truly, we are living amongst flat earthers who can't possibly admit they were wrong. We're living amongst leech doctors and, yes, witch burning. You can't play baseball outdoors after he did all last season. After we now have widespread vaccines and therapeutics. After, of course, the surge in the fall, which was not stopped by the mandates or the masking, or really even the vaccine, has since subsided. He can't play after most mandates everywhere else have been dropped because of an idiot law by an idiot mayor who was intent on pretty much destroying Gotham. And he did to a large extent. And idiot voters who keep putting these guys in office in New York City. 
from the one same party time after time after time. It's so stupid, I said, you know what? I need to go pull the great Monty Python scene in the Holy Grail or Monty Python and and the Holy Grail, Holy Grail. And <clears throat> it's about witches, of course. Classic. What do you do with witches? <laughs> and what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! <laughs> Good. So, why do witches burn? Just all look at Wood. Good. Good. Yes, the so, main wood. How do we tell whether she is made of wood? They have a Build woman. Build a bridge out of her. Ah, but can you not also make bridges out of stone? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does a wood sink in water? No, no. No, it floats. It floats. Throw her into the pond. <laughs> What also floats in water? Bread. Bread. Apples. Uh, very small rocks. Cider. A great gravy. Cherries. Mud. A churches. Churches. Lead. Lead. A duck. <laughs> exactly. So, logically, if she weighs the same as a duck, she's made of wood. And therefore, <laughs> a witch! A witch! <laughs> Honestly, the current vaccine mandate situation in New York City is really not far off from that very scene. What I still don't understand, and Judge was coy about it, he didn't really make a big fuss. He said, well, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. A lot could change between now and then. I don't know why players aren't speaking up. I don't know I don't know why they're not speaking more bluntly like, look, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm never getting the vaccine. And I'm not going to forfeit half my salary just because I'm playing for a team in a city run by mental patients. So I respectfully am going to ask the Yankees to trade me. Now, Judge, of course, still wants to play for the Yankees, thinks this will finally be uh, rescinded, but... Who knows? Look at how far they're pushing Kyrie Irving. Maybe the players know the public wouldn't be sympathetic because they would be whipped up by the media to go, look at how much he makes, and he is willfully endangering you. They probably realize that. Their agents probably say, you can't win this one. You can't fight City Hall, and you're not going to win a PR battle. Oh, in other news, Nelly Corda, one of the young superstars in the LPGA Tour, 23 years old, Fit, non-smoking female athlete. She had a stroke. Left her arm numb. She's going to be out for a while. Wow. That's really weird. What 23-year-olds have strokes? I know it does happen. And there's a lot of articles now out there going, oh, here's why, you know, here's why young people are having strokes more often. Hmm, okay. Haley Bieber, the wife of Justin Bieber. Stroke. Very concerning. Similar age. Hmm, wonder why. One rare side effect, they said, of the vaccines can be myocarditis, strokes, blood disorders, heart attacks, etc. Whoops. But they're rare, they said. Don't worry about it. And you can't talk about it, at least not on social media. Okay, then. Let me repeat. Masks don't work. Vaccines are a personal choice. And virus gonna virus. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Cut number five. Man, that's still loud. Bomani Jones has a new show on TV, and you better catch it before it's gone. It's called Game Theory, and it's on HBO. This has been in the works now for the better part of six, seven months. I think I heard about it quite a while ago. And it was positioned like, you know, Bomani's going to do something different. He's going to talk about the economics of sport and how economics affects everything that goes on. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a big fan of Bomani Jones, but I'm going to go ahead and give it a shot. I actually caught it on the airplane because I I was flipping through, uh, waiting for the plane the other day at the gate, downloaded the... uh, episode, the first episode, the only episode out right now, and they're going to be collector's items because it was so bad. I'm like, this if this lasts longer than Playmakers, I'll be shocked. And I was curious because, like I said, it claimed it was going to take a different angle. It is terrible. Bad solo monologues, cringy sketches, passive-aggressive race baiting, and really nothing truly interesting. I almost think if you said to Bomani, look, we like your hip cat attitude. We're going to overlook your weird nasally kind of delivery. I tell you, Bo, he's got that nasally, uh, deep nasally hip cat delivery. That's probably a bad Bomani Jones. But um, you can't talk about race. Talk about anything but race. Anything in sports you want. Money. Talk about politics. Talk about training athletes, women, relationships, owners, stadium, anything, just not race. I, I don't know if he could fill five minutes. So here, here is one of the cringe moments talking about Brittany Griner, WNBA player who is currently in a Russian jail cell trying to figure out, am I really going to do 10 years for marijuana vape cartridges? Russia has arrested WNBA star and two-time Olympic champion Brittany Griner on drug charges. Video released by Russian Customs showing a woman appearing to be the six-foot-nine Phoenix Mercury player going through airport security near Moscow. A statement beneath the video saying they found vape cartridges containing cannabis oil in her luggage, which in Russia could result in up to 10 years in prison. 10 years?! The cops might have put that dope in her bag, but nah, I mean, what kind of backwards-ass country would plant drugs on black people? Or it was her shit, in which case I have one question. How you been playing in Russia for four years and don't have a weed man yet? 
I got writers who've been here a couple weeks, and from what I can smell, they figured it out. Now, why is she even playing in Russia? Grinders in Russia like Willie Sutton in a bank. That's where the money's at. It damn sure ain't in the WNBA. So here's the trade. You play for a Russian oligarch and you don't say shit and they protect you from Russia. So for the kind of money they pay, I would just go on a weed fast while I was in Russia. But now she's laying in a Russian jail in the top bunk with her feet flat on the ground. Look, I feel awful for anyone locked up in another country. My Do you, though? My prayers are with Brittany Griner. Are they? And with the women who will have to guard her when she finally gets oh. out. She's already one uh, of the most uh, feared women uh. basketball players in the world. But do you think opposing teams are ready for post-Russian prison, Brittany? Knuckle tattoos and the accent to match. Good luck. So. So. What's the over-under on how many episodes of Money? HBO is going to burn on this one. Of course, he had a guest for his uh, podcast. You got to have a guest, right? Oh, let's bring a guest on. You'll never guess who his first guest was. This was quite a unique individual, somebody you rarely hear out there in the sports world, agreed to sit down and talk to Bomani Jones, Stephen A. Smith. Yes, what a get. What a pull by Bomani Jones, his first guest. Stephen A. Smith, but he asked hard-hitting questions such as, so, how tough is it being so popular, Stephen A.? So how do you feel about the world now? Not just that, but just generally, being Stephen A. Smith in 2022. It's crazy. Um, I was never good enough to be an elite college athlete, let alone a professional athlete. And to walk into an arena and to be more popular than more than 90% of the players... Every single place that I go is crazy. Crazy. I've often asked myself why, because I don't understand it. There's plenty of people on ESPN all the time. You see them, you know who they are, whatever. But this don't happen for them. I'm at Conseco Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, and somebody comes up to me, and he says, can I get your autograph? And I said, I need you to wait for the timeout, and then I'll be more happy to sign the autograph and take a picture with you. He said, Mr. Smith, I'm sorry to bother you, but... It's kind of tough for me to do that because of all of these people, and this is the only chance I'm going to have. I said, what are you talking about? And I turned around, and there was a line going up the stairs and halfway around the arena, and all of these people were standing there to get an autograph and a picture from me. That's why you got that bodyguard. It was crazy. (laughs) Please, Mr. Smith. It's the night before Christmas, and my children don't have any presents. All they wanted was your autograph. Please, I, got, I cannot disappoint them. Will you please help me? <laughs> it's just... To think that Stephen A. Smith had bottomed out, had run out seemingly of luck with his media run. Actually, probably a perfect guest for Bomani's first show. And then a radio network in California decided, ah, let's get rid of that guy in D.C. doing a good job for us. And his colleagues, let's bring Stephen A. Smith in. Because you know what? He's got nothing else going on right now. Then there is this. This is spectacular. Bomani asked Stephen A. Smith, basically, how can you speak truth to power? How can you criticize the modern athlete and not be intimidated? Take a listen. It don't feel good coming down on your friends. But that's what you have to do sometimes, right? right? How hard, even with an understanding that you got to do it, how difficult can that be for you? You do have some professional athletes, and, you know, they got hanging wrongs, they got a crew. And I'm like, what do you think I have? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in my 50s, you know, I'm not trying to live like that. But I am from New York. I got a lot oh. of friends. Oh. <laughs> and over the years, I've accumulated a lot of friends in very influential positions. Do you think I'm going to be scared? of what you're going to do to me? Have you ever considered what reciprocation is? So I don't say all of that to say that I'm ever going to engage in violence or do anything no. unprofessional of course not. that would stain my employer, any employer, not just ESPN, any employer. Of course not. But what I say is so they can look me in my face and they know you're dealing with a different kind of cat. <laughs> I know people. I'm from New York. Now, I never 
never engage in any sort of violence or bring disrepute on my employers, but I'm a different cat. I'm a bad man. Bobby Burak at OutKick ran through the numbers of the first show. They put it right behind their best show this week tonight by John Oliver with John Oliver. Uh, That show got nearly 700,000 viewers. Bomani crashed to 144, 144,000 viewers right in the wake of their best weekly show. That's a 70% drop. It's amazing. Bomani is failing upward at the speed of light. His radio show at ESPN called The Right Time was not the right time. It lost 90 affiliates, was canceled. His TV show they gave him, High Noon, failed in the noon slot. They said, all right, let's put it uh, amongst the comfortable neighborhood of PTI and around the horn. That failed as well. Then his agent basically blamed Pablo Torre for not having chemistry with him. And now he's gotten this show. Who fa? Cut number six. What's fair got to do with it? Brandel Chambly and Paul McGinley got into it on the Golf Channel during the Players' Championship on the 17th hole, the Island Green at TPC Sawgrass. And whether or not in unique weather conditions like the howling 30-mile-an-hour winds that faced players on Sunday morning, whether the hole was, quote-unquote, fair. Brandel Chambly insisted, nope, it's not a fair hole. Compelling, yes. Fair, no. Not in the spirit of the game as Brandel sees it. McGinley disagreed. Here was the argument. Sport is, sport is at its best when there's volatility. You know, and sometimes it's a golf course that makes the volatility, like Augusta, you have eagles and double bogeys. And sometimes the conditions make that volatility. And today the conditions did. And that's what makes golf enthralling, whether it's soccer, whether Agreed. it's boxing, sport whether is it's at its golf. Best. Sport is at its best when you can identify all of the things that you just talked about. Skill, resiliency, and all that. On that tee does not exist the highest level of skill or resilience. You not it is just re- a matter of chance. Is there not a skill today? in hitting a good shot? So say Scotty Scheffler hit a good shot today and it went through the back to regroup yourself, walk up 50 yards, drop the ball down, have the same shot absolutely. again a lot less and try to make a four and, not, and keep your poise. That's a skill in that the game. That is absolutely a skill and, it, and it's an admired skill. But him hitting the shot required all the skill, the concentration, the thought, the talent, the years of work, and a chance to win this golf tournament. And it went away, poof, like that, because he couldn't have imagined that a 50-mile-an-hour gust would be reduced to 20 miles an hour mid-downswing. But that happens in every golf course in the world. It does, but every golf course in the world doesn't have a hole like that. And that's the re- well, and it doesn't have it as the seventeenth hole if it does have it. Well, it could be it, it could have gone into a bush or something on, on another hole where there is no water. That happens I mean, occasionally. That's that's, that's the, what the essence of the game in a windy day like this. You know, it, I, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. <laughs> and with, with the luck of the draw and the randomness of, of the blustery conditions. Yeah, Brandel Chambly is full of shit. The hole is perfectly fine. It's one of the few holes that actually makes the pros sphincters pucker and yeah when you catch it on the worst possible day it's hard as shit but it's golf for god's sakes it's not supposed to be quote-unquote fair another situation happened with paul casey who i've just never liked might be a lovely chap english went to northwestern super hot wife very good golfer never won a major don't like him looks like a dwarf to me short arms Weird sideburns, but that said, he hits this great drive on 16 that rolls into a pitch mark. Not his own, but somebody else's. Now, the rule in golf is if your ball plugs into a pitch mark, you get relief. But because his rolled perfectly into a tiny ball-sized divot, he couldn't take it out. So he had to sort of slop an iron up short, then hit a very indifferent wedge, ended up taking par. When he could have otherwise gone for the green and two. Boo effing who. A number of my golf buddies are like, that rule's got to be changed. The problem is, just like people that say you should be able to take it out of a divot in the fairway, is that you can't define what a divot is. There are half-grown-in divots and depressions and things that might have been a divot. Just like that, you know, a pitch mark, that golf ball pitch mark, you know, let's say the player before him had seen the pitch mark and stepped on it to go, oh, this looks like a little hole. Let me just go ahead and give it a quick 
and step on it, but the indentation was still there. If it rolls into that and it's slightly on a weird kind of lie, do you get relief? Now you're calling a rules official over. Fair. Golf is not fair. Did you ever hear Robin Williams talk about golf when he was alive? Here's my idea for a fucking sport. I knock a ball in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like pool? Fuck off, pool! Not with a straight stick, with a little fucked up stick. A whack a ball that goes in a gopher hole. Oh, you mean like croquet? Fuck croquet! I put the whole hundreds of yards away! Oh, fuck out of here! It's great fun there! Oh, yeah, that's a great thing! Oh, like a bowling thing? Fuck no! Not straight, I put shit in the way! <laughs> like trees and bushes and high grass so you can lose your fucking ball and go whacking away with a fucking tire iron! Whacking away and each time you miss you feel like you're gonna have a stroke! <laughs> Fuck! That's what we'll call it! A stroke, because every time you miss you feel like you're gonna fucking die! Yeah, golf is unfair. You want fair? You shouldn't play the game. I'll never forget playing in Vegas one year with JT the Brick, former colleague at Fox Sports Radio. It was super windy. It was a March day, and it was just howling. Flag sticks bent over. Uh, after nine, I said, JT, I, I, you know, what, what do you think? You, you want to go in? He looked at me with disbelief, and he's like, Zabe, it's an outdoor sport, you know. <laughs> and that's all he said. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, you're right. It is an outdoor sport. You take what the elements give you. Cut number, oh wait, one more, one more thing on the 17th. Justin Thomas, who I think has been perceived by some in golf as just a high ball point-to-point player, has some of the sickest array of shots in his arsenal. He hit on 17 that Saturday with the wind howling the most dirty, incredible shot to make sure his ball didn't balloon in the wind. Where other guys like Brooks Kepka, hey, bro, I'm going to muscle this eight iron onto the grit, and then poof, straight up into the wind, peels off into the water, and he's laughing his dumb blonde head off while on taking his way to a five. Or maybe worse. Justin Thomas clearly took another club or two, probably two clubs more, and did this slow-motion lollipop low spin swing and just sort of pooched it into the wind on a great flight path with a half speed swing and it just landed right on the green. Try to look it up. It was sick. Cut number seven. Email time. This one from Jason Bonavita. Happy anniversary, he says. Wait, what's the anniversary? Zabe, it was March 15th, 2007. Let me paint you a picture. I almost always email you at this time of year, but 15 years ago, I was a youngish, 32-year-old, change-of-career student, student teacher in a fifth-grade classroom in North Delaware. I was tired of my local sports radio station, WIP, and was scanning the AM dial for anything else. I, felt, I found 1290 AM the ticket, and I tuned it on. What followed was the beginning of the March Madness Day, this might be a dumb question segment, and someone called and asked if there were lyrics to the CBS NCAA college basketball theme song. You made up the lyrics on the fly. When I emailed you about this before, you doubted that I was right, but there are just some things in the mind that get remembered. You even had the politically incorrect line of Coach K is... Duke really sucks. That's before you changed it to throw in a few parlays. Gambling is fun. Well, that's the second verse finish. I changed it to Coach Gay. Coach K is lame or Coach K is gray. Anyhow, he says, I made myself late for school that day and I've listened to you ever since. I know it probably isn't in the cards, but I always hope you'll get another national gig or at least a local gig that makes me listen to the Woofskins or the Nats. And be able to get the band back together. Scott and my eldest daughter have the same birthday. And it serves as the perfect foil for your bombastic gregariousness. And Solly's troll wit is poetry on air. 
P.S. Murray sucks, but you already knew that. I podcast your show whenever I can, going to the gym, commuting, doing work around the house, painting, flooring, sorting firewood, you name it. You're in my ear. So I'm a legit one percenter for life. Girl dad times. Girl dad times three, Arizona weather enthusiast, but most importantly, a Zabecast Facebook group member in good standing as well. You're the best there is. Happy 15th anniversary, Zabe, with me in my ears. Never retire. Sincerely, Jason Bonavita, Hawkinson, Delaware. That, my friend, is a wonderful email, and I'm not kidding when I say those kind of things keep me going. Cut eight. Daylight savings time. Did you survive? Oh, you had to change a few clocks? Were you late for a meeting? Is the trauma over? Well, it looks like daylight savings time could be coming to an end. The Senate, the United States Senate, of all the things they could be doing to actually help this country get off its fucking back right now, has passed a bill to end daylight savings time. Keep the clocks permanent. In other words, to keep it on the spring forward setting, that will give us the maximum amount of daylight in the dead of the summer when we want it to be light deep into the evening, 7.30, 8.30, even 9.30 if you go far enough north on the summer solstice. I'm going to call this the lazy idiots bill instead because only people who cheer this on I mean, the people who cheer this on are lazy idiots. You're saying it's too onerous to switch your clocks twice a year when it's well advertised in advance, when many of our digitally connected clocks do it for you. And you're saying to me you want it to be dark almost until 9 a.m. in the winter. See, that's the trade-off. Yeah, in the winter, if you kept the clocks on the daylight saving setting and didn't change them, it would get dark at 5.30 p.m. in the dead of winter at the winter solstice instead of 4.30. Whoop-de-fucking-do. What are you going to do with that winter hour that you gain? Meanwhile, your shit's going to be all fucked up waking up in the morning trying to go to work when it's pitch black at 7 a.m., pitch black at 8 a.m. I uh, wrote down some times here. What do I do with my card? of when it would turn in certain cities. In Minneapolis, if you did this, it would be sunrise in Minneapolis wouldn't be until 8.47 a.m. Sunrise. And yeah, you'd get an extra hour. It's the most idiotic thing ever that people get triggered about this. And say, yeah, it's finally, let's not change the clocks. Are you that dumb? Does it really trip you up that much? It's perfectly logical. We don't need it to be dark until 9 a.m. in the winter. We can scooch the clocks an hour to give us some relief. And we can scooch them back in the spring to let us enjoy the summer. But it looks like it could be coming to an end. Cut number nine. Found this clip from a comedian, Ryan Long, at Ryan Long Comedy about... The typical social media virtue signaling Ukraine supporter. I try to look on the bright side. I think we should just be blocking the airspace and then, you know, let the cards fall. You know, if it's war, then it's war. It's not like I'm fighting personally. I'm not like some soldier. I mean, if you ask me, Iraq was probably holding the WMDs for Putin. A little industry seeker, but if you move on to a new personality, you never really have to be held accountable for how right or wrong you were about your last day. Found out this is a Russian microwave, so getting rid of that. I won't eat Russian soup. I refuse to eat Russian vodka. Yeah, I know there's other war stuff happening all over the place, but maybe if they wanted people to care, they should get better at going viral. How many TikTok stars does Yemen have out on the forefront? I just put the old thing out of sight, out of mind, you know? Sort of like Bart Simpson did when he put his guitar in the garage next to his karate outfit in the unicycle. Where's Ukraine? Uh, beside Russia. Where's Russia? Uh, in Russia. <laughs> you know, it's not that far off. That was a 47-second clip of what was about two minutes and 40 seconds of even more inside jokes about that. But look, this is the age we're living in, an age of pure idiocy. Finally, cut number 10. Mike Tyson once 
bit the ear of Evander Holyfield while he was getting his ass kicked in a championship fight in Las Vegas. It garnered him widespread ridicule, scorn, and a suspension from the Nevada Boxing Commission, and rightfully so. A disgusting, horrible, totally unsportsmanlike act, even in the savage sport that is professional heavyweight boxing. Well, guess what Mike Tyson now has? He has a stake in a edibles company, a marijuana edibles company, and the edibles come in the shape of an earlobe with a chunk taken out of it. Okay. All right, that's a wrap for today. Yeah, 46 minutes of entertainment. Lots of mistakes early. I was nervous. I'm not going back to clean them up. And you know what? You're probably going to say, if you make a mistake, just press on, Zabe. Don't stop all the time. That's annoying. Okay, fair enough. That said, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine different long, meaty cuts of audio. It took me a while to pull those and organize those. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Let me know. I'll take all your feedback, good, bad, and in between. Thank you for listening. Have yourself a great Wednesday. Tournament is coming, and we're going to finish the week strong. Come on and watch some basketball. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you next time. I like the way you brush it, and I like those stylish clothes you wear. I like the way the light hit the ice and glare. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, fine. You can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.